I believe I have a 15-minute word from God tonight. And, and I'm going to do my best to keep it in 15 minutes. I started out with 10 points. I'm, I cut it down to two. So Nehemiah. Uh, Nehemiah. I've been reading Nehemiah recently. And, um, i got to tell you this title of Luella. It felt like that, that she felt like God was saying for this new year, going forward together. The emphasis are together in 2024. And uh, uh, meaning that to, to not be isolated, not to be separated, but to, to reach out, to work together, to bring people together for the forward of the kingdom. And then I, I just was praying, I just like God let me go that direction. And then uh, this morning I opened up my phone and on the group meet, Marcel and Bill had their Bible study. And around there she had a little picture of these five people on one bicycle and it said, uh, forward together in 24. For me, that was a confirmation that God wanted me to minister this word tonight. And, and then in our meeting before, Pastor Lee said something about going about together at 24. And I just believe that that's what, in this 15 minutes, God wants to speak to us tonight. Jeremiah 4, verse 19 says, And I said unto the nobles, and to the rulers, and to the rest of the people, The work is great and large, and we are separated upon the wall, one far from another. In what place, therefore, ye hear the sound of the trumpet? Resort ye thither unto us, our God shall fight for us. So we labor in the work, and half of them held the spears from the rising of the morning till the stars appeared. Likewise, at the same time, said I unto the people, Let every one with his servant lodge within Jerusalem, that in the night they may be a guard to us, and labor on the day. So neither I, nor my brethren, nor my servants, nor the men of the guard which followed me, none of us put off our clothes, saving that everyone put them off for washing. Lord, I thank you for your word. It's powerful, Lord. I thank you, God, for your presence. I thank you for the power of your anointing. I pray, God, that, that Lord, you'd speak to us tonight. And I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Two points. We must go together and we must work together. Or maybe I could also say we must work hard together. Um, verse 19, the work is great and large. The work is great and large. And I, you know, I don't know what we're facing in 2024. Maybe it's going to be a repeat of 2023. I doubt it. Maybe it's going to be a good year. Maybe it's going to be a bad year. Um, maybe it's going to be a hard year. But I do know this, whatever we're facing, we have to face it together. You know, no, no one's an island in themselves. Uh, isolation is, you know, one of the worst things we can do with ourselves and in our lives is to be isolated. And we need each other. We need each other more desperately than we even know. And I know in America it's on the self-made man. But it's, it's not that way, really. It's not that way in the house of God. But it says here, the work is large and it's great and we're separated one from another. Come, let's come, let us come together. I like it since when they come together, what does it say there? God will what? Fight for us. So it's not always necessarily that we, when we come together, it's our fight. When we come together, God will fight for us. Amen. In uh, verse 22, it says, lodge together within Jerusalem. And I'm not saying we're going to move in together. <laughs> I spent a week with pastors. That's, trust me, you don't want to live together. And uh, I want to thank everyone for sending us on this retreat, ministers' retreat, and for helping support financially the ministry to, all, to these pastors. I think 46 or so came to this and was in Tennessee. And 
I mean, to watch the Holy Spirit work and encourage these men. I look at them like they're soldiers or, or sergeants, you know, or captains of the armies. And uh, sometimes you get a lot of attack when you're leading. And some of them were discouraged. Some of them were talking about, they hadn't even thought about suicide. You know, I mean, uh, the enemy comes against you in so many ways. And, and so it's wonderful uh, to be able to get together and to encourage them and lift them up. Amen. Amen. I want to thank you for that. First Peter 4.10 says, Each of you should use whatever gifts you have received to serve each other as faithful stewards of God's grace in various forms. Galatians 6.9 says, And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. And, you know, sometimes we get tired. I, I remember as an old um, uh, hero of the faith of W.I. Evans, and he used to say, if you have to rest, then don't don't quit. And his big saying was was plod, plod, plod. You know, and that and he, he had his old little saying, inch by inch it'll be a cinch, yard by yard it's too hard. It's really working when you're in Bible college and do that stuff. But uh, but uh, in life, as you get older, you realize that you know work is work, and that you can't get discouraged in the work of the kingdom. Can't get discouraged in our life and the things of God. And, you know, as we face this new year, I, again, I don't know what we're going to be facing, but we have to do it together to encourage one another. And I've heard it said, many hands make the work light. Maybe if you put it in simple application, I, I volunteer a whole two times now on little days like this and, and cleaning up. And uh, I don't know, one night I was here until 10 o'clock cleaning up. You know, and only a few people hung around to really clean up. But, you know, I thought, you know, if we had, and this sermon isn't about that, but if there was 20 people that hung around, we've been out of here by nine. It's amazing how when enough people jump in and they work and they do something together, it makes a difference, doesn't it? The scripture of three-court strand is not easily broken. Many hands make the work light. And so, as we face this new year, I want to encourage you. I believe God, this is the word, I believe God is saying, don't be an island. Don't be an island. Get in. And, and, and if you're going through something, you find some people to pray with and encourage you. If you're on top of the mountain, you find some people discouraged and you pray with them. Listen, if there's work in the kingdom to be done, you get involved in the work of the kingdom. You know, one of the best ways to grow in grace, to grow in the wisdom of power of the Holy Spirit, is to get involved working for the kingdom. Amen? Yeah. To get involved in ministry of some type. There's more spiritual growth takes place in your life. If you ever notice a buffet, there's a lot of large people eat at buffets. We're going to be doing some fasting here soon, by the way. But, uh, but you know, some folks, they just sit and they eat and they eat and they eat, but they never give out. And I believe this new year, it's about, it's about working together and giving. Amen? Amen. And then the next, the next civil point, we must work hard. And that's in verse 19. He says... Uh, the work is great and large, and we are separated. So the, the work is hot, big. In what place, therefore, you hear the sound of the trumpet will come, and God will fight for us. 21. So we labored in the work, half held the spear, and half did the work. I never built a wall, never built it with burnt stones before, never did stone work. But I, had, I, but I, I, I am familiar with a little bit of work. And one thing I know about, about work is that you have to keep doing it. Amen. Until, until the job is done. And uh, Matthew eleven twelve says, And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence, and the violent take it by force. And I, I know that's not talking about 
necessarily work in that passage of scripture. But, you know, I've said this before. In my family, you know, there's certain sins. There's murder, and then there's laziness, and then there's stealing, and all those others. But I, I really believe that in our generation today, it's even in the church, we don't know how to work. And you know, Jesus was a worker. Did you know that? He was a carpenter. He worked with his hands. God may have rested from creation on the seventh day, but he's been working ever since, hasn't he? Jesus was a lazy. He walked miles. He stayed up all night. He fed the crowd. He was a worker, wasn't he? Apostle Paul, he built tents and he preached the gospel. He was a worker. Lazy people don't pray. You know, and so I, I want to talk about working together. And I want to talk about working in this new year. I believe that the, it says here in this passage that the work is great and large. Listen, if the Lord does come back at the end of 2024, we have a lot of work to do. Amen? Amen. And, and God is recruiting workers for this new year. Maybe you said, you know, Brother Joe, I'm tired. I have worked hard all year. I'm tired. Well, two things. Rest a little. And man up. <laughs> I tell Lydia that sometimes. I say, be a man. Man up. Because I'm not a man. My kids, I, growing up, they, they would start complaining. And I, would, I don't know where I got this. Probably from a movie or something. And I just looked at them and go, wah, wah, wah. They love it when I do that. And I was at a racetrack working on a beer cooler in Booty or someplace over there in New Orleans. And there was about four goonies there. And they, they, were just, they just kept complaining and complaining about the beer being hot. I, I, I know it's 100 degrees out. I'm going up on the roof, back down working. Every time I went by, they go, we got to get that fixed up here. So I, fixed, I don't know what come over me. But I just stopped and looked up and go, wah, 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 wah. Like they looked so shocked, they turned around and left. After I did it, wow, I'm glad they didn't jump on me and beat me up. You know, it's like to talk about forget those things are behind and run the race that is set before us. And I, uh, on the way back, we, I drove, first time we drove to Tennessee up there, and on the way back, Andrew drove separate, and he was racing us. Don't tell me. Uh, we beat him. We were there, we got go-karts, about eight of us, and I thought the objective was to win, but the objective was how many people you could turn sideways when you hit them. I got second place on that one. I did good. That was, that was really fun. The Bible says, work while it's yet day, for the night cometh when no man can work. No one wants to be told they're lazy. No one, you know, how do you stop being lazy? You work. You know, it, it takes some... Um, you know, have you ever noticed that there's something important in your life to set your alarm for it? You put it on the calendar. I mean, the kids are getting ready to go to, you know, some kind of theme park. Boy, we didn't want to be late. Everybody's up early. It's amazing. How can they get up so early when we're going to theme park? They can't get up early whenever we're going to go out and clean the yard. You know? But, but that's true in the kingdom of God. There's work to be done. And, and God, you know, God, God, God loves diligence, doesn't he? He loves diligence. 
That's good. It's good preaching. I got a couple more minutes still. Hang on. Maybe you want to be ten minutes when talking about that. But um, you know, maybe you say I'm down in the back. I'm down and I'm discouraged. What do you do when you're down and discouraged? You're, what is a rut? I grew up in Missouri and I was always getting stuck in the mud. I didn't have a four-wheel drive, but, and I, I'd load up wood and I'd get stuck in the mud and make this big rut. You couldn't get out of it. And the only way I could get out of it is I, for me, I had to unload the whole quart of wood. I'd jack it up and I'd push it off the jack, put the wood back on. Sometimes I get stuck three times before I got out of the woods. And uh, my pastor said, Joe, it builds character. I said, I don't need character. Thank you. I need money. But uh, that's what he would tell me. I said, that's because you're not out in the woods jacking up that truck so many times a day. But, but a rut is a grave with both ends knocked out of it. You ever heard that? There's old Missouri saying there. The only way to get out of a rut is you've got to get enough momentum going, get those tires spinning back and forth to finally come up out of that rut. Right. And, and spiritually, that's sometimes what we've got to do. If you keep doing the same things you've always done and keep getting the same things you always got, it's time to do something different. Amen? Yeah. It's time to stop going around that mountain. God told me. If we went around this mountain enough times, this, this, this new year, make some plans. You know, I love to use the deer hunt and hunt. I go out in the woods. Sometimes someone's just shooting and I run into it. What you do? Oh, just some sound shots. <laughs> go, woo, let's get out of the woods. Nuts but if you aim at nothing, you'll probably hit it, won't you? So what is your aim? What, what is God? Have you ever said, God, what do you, what do you desire in me this year and through me this year? I believe that's what God is saying. And maybe if we take time to fast and to pray, you can say, God, accomplish that in me. What is it that you want to accomplish in me and through me? Maybe, maybe whatever you're going through. And maybe you say, I'm too busy. Maybe there's some things in your life that this new year, God said, I want you to lay those aside. Those are not important in light of eternity. If you knew the Lord Jesus Christ was coming back in two weeks, what is important to you? Tell me, what is important? You know, when, I, when, when you're at funerals, I, so many times I do funerals, and I, I, I always reflect about life. What's really important? As we face this new year, what is important? You know, maybe you'll have to fight a little bit. You know, some things worth having are worth fighting for, aren't they? Maybe, you know, don't, don't, don't just think the enemy's going to lay down whenever you're, you're like, oh yeah, God spoke to me. There may be a fight has to That's why you need people to fight with you. So we get in these altars and we fight for one another. Listen, if you're always sitting back and you got problems we don't know, come down and kneel. There'll be people praying for you. People encouraging you. And I encourage you this new year. Make that altar of praise. But if you're down and you say, I don't feel like praising, come up and praise anyhow. As a kid, my dad loved boxing, heavyweight, lightweight, it didn't matter. We always watched boxing and kung fu. <laughs> David Carradine, grasshopper. When you can take the pebbles from my hand, you are free to go. I watched it a lot. I can tell you all this little slow motion fights and all that. But my dad hated Muhammad Ali. And I liked the guy outside. He was mouthy. I think that's what I liked about him. I remember when he fought Norton. I don't know, maybe I was 10 years old. Norton is a fighting Marine. You all stay up to fight at all. But Norton tells the story how, I'm not sure which round it was, second or third. He said, I hit him so hard I felt his jaw break. He goes, I knew I had him. No one ever broke Muhammad Ali's jaw before. 
kind of an upcoming guy. He only made it three three months in the professional. And, he, and so he said, I knew I had him. He said, but whenever after the bell rang just right after that, he was all he got in the corner. He just sat there swinging the whole time. Said, I got you. He goes, when he did that, he goes, I knew I broke his jaw and I knew I was in trouble. Because <laughs> his jaw was broken. He went back and fought 12, total 12 rounds and he lost by decision with a broken jaw. And I never broke a jaw, but I, I hear it's pretty painful. You know, sometimes as Christians, some little thing happens to us and we're, we're gone. That little person, that person said something to me. Be a man. Amen? Be a man. Fight a little. Amen? Don't let this do you. Don't take offense. So what? They said something. Man up. This new year. Is there anything worth losing out with Christ? Is there anything worth losing the place God wants you to be? All I wanted to do was learn how to fight as a kid. I remember I, I bought some boxing gloves. And I went to school. I just knew that in FA, FFA, that they would teach me how to box. So I found these big kids. I got them gloves. And all I did was just pound the thunder out of me. That's all I did. I put them on. And I didn't know how to fight. And I had a real soft nose. And I got two punches. And my nose was bleeding. Fight's over. But every day I would come. And I'd bring those gloves. I'd try somebody else. Every day the big seniors, I was a freshman, they beat me down. So then, then, then they opened up a karate class in town, and I begged mom, I wanted to become Mr. Kung Fu. <laughs> I was going to destroy all those bullies that picked on me. I was short, small, and very insecure. And I, but we, it was like $10 a week, and it might as well have been a million. I couldn't go. I remember every week I'd cry and pray, say, God, give me $10 so I could be Mr. Kung Fu. Well, in the spiritual sense, God fights for us. God rises up within us. He's in you. You're in Him. We should never be discouraged. Amen? We should never give up because He's never given up. And He doesn't give up on us. I don't understand Him, do you? I'd have quit on me a long time ago. But He doesn't quit on you. Even when you're lazy. He's He's telling you tonight, man up. Quit being lazy. There's work to be done. There's a kingdom. Amen. Amen. It's his kingdom. Proverbs 23, 19 says, Listen, my son, and be wise. Keep your mind on the right course. He will keep in perfect peace he whose mind is stayed on thee. This is scripture. I had, let's see. It was a really good one. Let me see. Um, I had written it down. and I. Oh, there it is. Uh, Proverbs 18.1 says, it's from the Christian Standard Bible. I love the way it says it. It says, one who isolates himself pursues selfish desires. I go, wow. It's like he knew about the social media. He knew about cell phones and internet. He rebels against all sound wisdom. He, one who isolates himself pursues selfish desires. Don't isolate yourself. Amen? Don't isolate yourself. It's this new year. Rise up. Amen? Did I do it in 15 minutes? How did I do it? I did. Stand with me. Here's, what I, here's how I want to end this tonight. I, 
at the table you're at, I wanted to pray for some folks there. I don't know. If you have a need, I don't, I don't, maybe it's sickness, maybe you're discouraged, maybe, maybe you're facing some giants in your life. I, I don't know. Maybe this new year you say, I, I want to do that. I, I want to man up. But I, I, I start out good and I fail. and I, Or whatever. I don't, I don't know. Whatever you're going through. And uh, I want to take a moment. Is there anybody that needs prayer at, at your table? Just put your hand. I want, okay, Julie, thank you. There you go. Julie, thank you. Come on. Put your hands at your table. Look, look, look around, folks. Whoever's at your table. Okay. Everybody needs to be somebody at each table. Lift their hands. Come on. If somebody at each table at least needs prayer. Thank you. Gather around. Let's pray for them. Can we end that tonight? Let's pray. Let's pray. 